It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. What is going on, Shweg Nation, the Shweezy Naders? You got Shwoke, get Shwoke today. Welcome to this episode of the Shwegcast. I'm your host, Sam Schwegler, always host, forever host, unless we get another Shweg. Unless I get replaced by a robot, that's a possibility. Uh, it is 2018. I'm not surprised by most things I see in this generation, I'm happy that net neutrality has not killed this show yet. We're still going to go and we're going to fight for our right to party and to be as schweg as possible. So uh, thank you so much for listening. If uh, you like this episode, please feel free to hit that subscribe button. And if you feel more inclined, you can smash it. You can smash that like button. And it will be very special to us if you do do that. And so, um, so yeah, do that. I uh, like this episode, and I hope you enjoy the show. Um, I'm going to try to do my best. I think we, are, well, we already pre-recorded this. This is recorded after the fact. But anyways, I love this episode. This was such a fun episode. Conveniently enough, this is episode 41, and I'm talking today with my good, good friend, Megan Ariel, and about her new song, number 41, which was perfect timing. Somehow we timed it up perfectly to be the 41th episode of the Schwedcast. And uh, we're getting to episode 50 soon, which we're going to have to figure out something to do, or I'm going to have to figure out something to do. If you have any ideas, just feel free to hit me up on the Twitter. I'm at Sam Schwegler. You can also follow us on Facebook. That's the Schwedcast on Facebook. We post funny memes and other episode ideas as well. So go check that out. Go hit up all the social medias, smash the subscribe button, smash the like button, smash everything you can in your power. But me and Megan, we have a fun time talking today um, on this episode. Uh, we It was super fun. We talked about, obviously, her new single. We talked about, you know, her experiences performing in downtown Nashville. That is super interesting to me, um, just personally, because I'm always curious about what it's like to do that and if it's fun or not. And you know, you know, you have to in the goods and bads of everything. We also talk about the time she fell off stage, and we we talk about I talk about um, Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage because it's such a low moment, it's such a weird moment. And obviously, we talk about the Kardashians, so don't forget we do talk about them. It's it's perfectly fine. We do, and we'll always talk about the Kardashians, and we talk about you know so much more about that. But Megan is one of my favorite people um, I've probably ever met in Nashville, and probably my life. And so it's fun, and we just have a fun time talking, and uh, it's fun. And another Kardashian episode, really, and, you know, blondes do have more fun, and so that's just two blondes having fun in this episode. So you're definitely not going to want to touch the dial for this episode. I do want to get to our sponsors. Uh, the first sponsor we have for this episode is Lyft. I love Lyft. The free Lyft app gets users a ride in minutes on demand for less than the cops, for, and less for the cops of a kid. I cannot speak today for less than the cost of a cab. Whether it's for a fun night out at the bars or to avoid paying parking for that concert you go to, Lyft has you covered. Um, I was recently just driving a little bit for Lyft to make some extra money. It was just CMA Fest this weekend in Nashville. So tons of people coming to town, ton of people needing rides. Parking downtown was like 30, 40 bucks just to get a parking spot, which was definitely a no-go for me. Definitely no. I would definitely not pay forty bucks for parking because if you take a lift, you could easily just pay like ten bucks or even less than that, and you can also drink too. So I had a fun time driving. Got to meet a lot of people, a lot of drunk people, just everyone there and there. 
it, it was just so much fun. And so it was, and it was a great way to make some extra money. I definitely made some bank this weekend. And you can definitely save some money on your first ride. So if you want to sign up for Lyft, you can get a $15 ride credit towards your first few rides by using promo code SHWEGCAST when signing up. Definitely the better option than Uber. I would definitely choose SHWEGCAST as your promo code. And, you know, get that $15 ride credit. Become a better person. Become the person your mom wants you to be and to not drink and drive. That's what I have to suggest. Episode is also sponsored by DistroKid today. DistroKid gets your music out to multiple online retailers and saves you the hassle. This is great for artists who write original music. And also, if you want to upload a cover, they'll even get you the license you need for that cover and just save you even more hassle. I remember there's before that... There's other places like TuneCore, CD Baby. Costs like 50 bucks a year to put your album, just one album up there. It's like 20 bucks for just like a single or something like that. And for like that cost, 20 bucks a month, you can have unlimited uploads and you keep 100% of the money you do make from that. And it's incredible. I love using DistroKid. I use it for my own music. I can actually say um, how great they are. I don't like to use products I don't like. And DistroKid is definitely a product that I absolutely love and support and suggest for everyone to get a hold of if you're going to upload music to um, the internet, to the world, to Spotify. Streaming is so important in this decade right now in the music industry. And so not having your music up on those major retailers is definitely something that you can struggle with. So get your music out there. Sign up for DistroKid. You can get 7% off your discount. Or discount. You can get 7% off your first year of DistroKid by using the link in the description, distrokid.com slash VIP slash webcast when you sign up. And uh, 7% off, you get even more of a discount on your first year for a great value and for a great service that gets your music out to the world. And so I will be getting you all over to our conversation with Megan, my favorite person ever, if I haven't said that enough. And uh, stay tuned in the meantime, and don't touch that dial. But yeah, you've been, because I think we met, when did we meet? March? Was that February? I think it was fe- end of February, early March. Okay. For sure. But totally. Oh, man. But and then you went to LA for two weeks and then yeah. came back and then we haven't seen each other it's since. True. We've been cold to each other. I know. You know, we're just giving each other the cold shoulder via yeah. text. I was going to ghost you, but you know, then yeah. that, that never happened. <laughs> I, literally, I literally wrote a song. <laughs> Like when I first moved here, about it's like this short little thing. It's really sad. I'll play it for you later, but I think I have to. I'm gonna re-record it. But it's like it's this really sad thing um, Mm -hmm. about ghosts, where it's like when you ghost someone, it's like they just disappear from your life. But the thing is, they haunt you. Oh. And that's the themes of my new music. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's yeah. Cool, though. So, I got to do like really sad. I got to make that really sad. So, mm-hmm. ghosting's kind of weird. So, I always just end up as like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. or that's how I do it. So, yeah. I try to make the situation worse. Yeah, that happens. I think for me, I'm awful at texting. Like, anybody who actually knows mm-hmm. me knows yeah, I know. that 
I am the worst texter on the planet. So even if it seems like I'm trying to ghost you, I'm yeah. really not. I just <laughs> am awful at responding to people via text. So like, call me, FaceTime me. Like, if you really want to get Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh, totally. Can't pass up. Oh my gosh. I was wearing an outfit the, the other day. I just got these like uh, cargo... Mm-hmm. I was almost going to wear them today, actually. Yeah. I almost got... I got these cargo uh, like green pants and I wore them mm-hmm. with a black shirt. Like yeah. not even thinking that I was like... And then somebody was like, oh, hey, like, you know, Kim Possible is in the building. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey, wait a second. This is way cooler than I even thought I would, it was I would take be. Kim Possible as a compliment. Like, I would never say that as a diss. I don't know. It's a good show. I would always want to, like, dye my hair red, but I feel like I couldn't pull that off. I like you as a blonde. I think blondes, yeah. have, blondes have more fun. They do. That's why I like That's to true. tell people, especially when I meet people, like, girls who, like, dye their hair. But I'm like, I see you're having some more fun lately. Oh, and I like so, that. So, yeah, blondes, blondes do have more fun. They do. And then brunettes are like super serious. Oh yeah, all like, the time. Super serious. I mean, don't look at my roots because you know my roots. <laughs> my roots aren't always fun, but <laughs> I've never like legit dyed my hair. Yeah. And I, I'm scared to. Yeah. I don't think yeah. the place I get my hair cut at actually uh, does coloring. So. Huh. So I have to go somewhere new, and then I have to meet new people. And it's like Gosh. that whole anxiety, and then it's like. Oh yeah. Well, dyeing your hair is, like, it's a pretty big commitment. I'm lucky enough that I'm a natural blonde. I mean, <laughs> I was. But mm-hmm. my hair is slowly, like, turning darker and darker, mm-hmm. and it's, like, more ash blonde now. Mm-hmm. But, like, once you start doing it, like, you can't really yeah, stop it's a, either. Guys, it's a little easier. Like, I've seen some guys do it, and it's just like, oh, it grows back out in, like, three weeks, and then yeah. or whatever. But uh, You know what fades out the fastest, though? I had my hair pink for a while. Oh, yeah. And, like, in two washes, it's, like, totally gone <laughs> and then it's like gray so you know mm-hmm. i've too. always thought like silver might work Ooh, i could that do that cool. i think i could pull that off you like a silver fox yeah that's what i'm hoping because i'm super worried because like when your hair is for guys when your hair gets dark yeah. and you start getting like that subtle gray in there it's so you look so good but oh, totally. then like but i'm worried since i'm a blonde like how is that gonna work out is it just gonna like be like a really gross color gray and i don't know but mm-hmm. hey if george clooney could pull it off yeah i, th- I think you could too <laughs> Yeah, we're, like, completely sim- similar <laughs> human beings, like, 100%, um, like, the same guy. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. But, oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but but that's what I'm worried about. And then what were we talking—I don't even know what we were talking about before that. I don't know. But I— off topic. I know. It's like, Kim Possible that, and then everything. That's like, the, that's, like, the topic of the show is just, like, being off topic. I love it. Uh-huh. That's awesome. But, um— yeah, we talk about the Kardashians a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. So you, I think you mentioned you like the Kardashians. I do. I find them super fascinating. Just mm-hmm. like, and I think what's more fascinating is people's obsession with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, the show is my guilty pleasure. Yeah. I didn't start watching it till pretty recently. Like my sister Katie has always been super into them. Mm-hmm. And, but I was like, oh, whatever. It's a reality show. Like I, I like other reality shows like Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules is like my secret. Yeah. Oh, I love everybody on that show. I want to be Stassi Schroeder to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Um, but the, I feel like the Kardashians is my guilty pleasure. Yeah. And once you start watching it long enough and really like watch every single episode and really the ones more recently, mm-hmm. I feel like I have a new respect for them. Yeah. Because it's like they do they do have to deal with a lot. And I mean, to be in the spotlight for this long and keep mm-hmm. that you know, kind of A-lister mm-hmm. kind of um, kind of thing mm-hmm. is, I'm sure it's really hard and you can tell like, especially with Kylie and Kendall, like it takes a 
toll on them. And yeah. that's something I didn't even think about. I'm like, oh, the Kardashians, like what are they famous for? Mm-hmm. But like I have I have a lot of respect for them. I know, and like people people talk like, oh, they don't do anything. It's like, well, they have like clothing lines, oh, Kylie yeah. does lipstick, it's all this stuff. And then you have Scott. Scott doesn't do anything. Like he literally does nothing. And yeah. he just he makes good comebacks and it's true. I think he's hilarious. Oh on my the show, he's my though. favorite person. Like he has those one liners that are like zingers, but like the rare occasion Kanye's been on the show because he's just like that dorky dad on the oh, show. I love that. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know, all their boyfriends, uh, Corey was on there for a while. I loved Corey. Yeah, uh, I loved Corey too. I'm glad that they didn't work out. Oh, no. Oh, God, I should keep up with them. I should keep up yeah. with the Kardashians. All I know is that Scott's now dating uh, Sophia Richie. Okay. And, like, I think she's really cool. But I, think, I don't I think she's almost too cool for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sure he has, like, his own... You know, something, something going on. But she's, like, she's really cool. See, I like Kylie a lot when she was, like, younger and, like, 17. Yeah. And now that she's, like, an adult and, like... She has a kid now. And she has a kid. I'm like, you're kind of boring. Like, Kim has a kid and she has three and she's still pretty cool. Yeah. I can see that. I don't know. I think that they're all probably so different if, like, we would actually meet them. And I think that would be... That would be fun to just, like, hang out with them. One Mm -hmm. of my favorite interviews ever is when uh did you ever watch jennifer lawrence interviewing kim kardashian i think so yeah oh my oh gosh my and she was just talking to like asking all the questions that you would always like want to ask <laughs> them like randomly about mm-hmm. i don't know i think she asked if like kim ever farts in front of kanye or something like that and <laughs> kim's like i i never do that what are you talking about and yeah it, it's so like reality shows they have like this thing it's like and it's all good that mic can fall Okay. Okay. Um, but they have this thing. It's like I feel like there's sometimes you just want to just like sit down and watch something nothing. Yeah. And I feel like when it has like a storyline, it's like you really have to like invest like emotionally into it. And when oh, it's like yeah. reality shows, it's like I don't care what happens. It's like which I really love keeping up with Kardashians, um, guys, grocery games and uh, hmm. diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> I haven't seen those in, like, such a long time. I probably, like, watched it in the background, of, mm-hmm. like, years ago. But I can't I can't watch food shows because I will just want to eat and, like, never stop eating and cooking things that, like, never turn out mm-hmm. the way I think that they will. But mm-hmm. I do the opposite. It's like, I watch a lot of cooking. I, on YouTube, I watch a lot of, like, how to make this thing from a TV show huh. and stuff like that and woodworking stuff. And then I never do any of that. Like, I'll <laughs> never do it. It's just, like, the lazy man in me is like, oh, that'd be a really cool project to do. Yeah. Probably not going to do it, but okay. It's I, like, build your own pinball machine. I'm like, I'm not going to build a pinball machine. You can build your own pinball machine? Yeah, you can build anything. What? I know. It's like, 3D printers are, like, really revolutionized, like, everything. Wow. hmm Jeez. That's cool. I didn't even know about YouTube that is a YouTube is a dangerous place. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, there, you can find everything on YouTube. And any chance that I don't know about something or like don't know how to do something, even mm-hmm. with like computer skills, I'm like YouTube, how to blank, blank, blank. You know, mm-hmm. amazing. Place. Oh, a website I really can't get on is Etsy. Etsy, Ooh. because it's like I don't go on it for like the girly stuff. I go yeah. on it for like the really dumb things. Like I learned I could make my own myself a Funko Pop for like eighty five dollars. What's a Funko, like, um, Funko Pop? You see Johnny and Darth Vader. Oh. Like little action figure, but vinyl. Cool. So, yeah, I learned you can g- get a custom one made for like $85. I'm like, ooh, Jeez. I shouldn't spend that. But Yeah. But that's like, it's like super nice though. Um, yeah. I haven't been on Etsy since my sorority days. Um, I was in a 
sorority Delta mm-hmm. Gamma back in college. And I think when I was making my basket for my little, who's also named Megan, um, I just like went on everything there because our symbol was anchors. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, anchors everything. And, like, <laughs> yeah. It's been a little too much, but it's all worth I, I it. I just bought an InSync shirt on. What? Yeah, I know. I found one. I'm like, I'm buying this. And then I just. I would love an InSync shirt. I used to have like the cell phone. They mm-hmm. used to have like the cell phone where you could dial it and it's like each of the guys like voice on it. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever when and I was younger. It's like no one dialed Joey's phone ever. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite was always like Lance and JC. I mm-hmm. mean, JT, you'll always be my love like nowadays. Yeah. But like back in the days, it was all about Lance and JC. I've always been a fan of uh, JC on the first verse and then JT on the second verse. Mm-hmm. That's always been, that's my favorite formula of, a, oh, yeah. of an in-sync song. Totally. Because I think he, Justin comes in so well with that second verse where JC's voice is so solid to get you into it. Oh, yeah. He's so solid throughout it. I mean, I would love to know what he's up to nowadays. Like, you know. Like living off the InSync royalty money probably. He's probably the smartest, you know, Mm -hmm. just I know Joey because he was on an episode of Drivers, Divins, and Drives (laughs) with the infamous Guy Fieri. Um, He has a, like, I think it's in L.A. too where you're from. Uh It's in a mall. It's like the fat ones, like it's hot dogs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah. So he, that's all I know he's doing. Well, hey, I like that. I'm all about the food. Oh Leave yeah, dude. music for food any day. Food, food is food is everything. <laughs> oh, You're just for like, why sure. is food so expensive? And then you drink a lot of alcohol. Uh, yeah. See, I miss LA number one for the In and Out Burger because mm-hmm. any day of the week, anytime, you know, between ten and obviously two a.m. And yes, I do know the opening and closing hours of In and Out. Um, I could get like a $5 burger that was fantastic mm-hmm. and be so satisfied. And if I wanted it a little bit healthier, you know, just like lettuce wrapped, it's, you know, yeah, convince myself that that's healthier. I know the Midwest is big on steak and shake. I haven't had steak and shake There's yet. one here. There was a studio I would go to every, every couple times yeah. and it was buy a steak and shake. And I was like, yes, but the Midwest are a lot. There are a lot of them. Hmm. And it's like their in and out Whataburger, Shake Shack. Yeah. I like every region has their own. Totally. I feel like you can't compare them because you, you can't compare, like, geographical locations. Yeah, and it's all, like, what you grow up on. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I have a constant argument with people over, like, Chick-fil-A versus mm-hmm. In-N-Out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how is that even a contest? Like, yeah. it's like a whole different level. But, you know, I posted something about on Instagram because mm-hmm. my friend Jess had me try Chick-fil-A for the first time yeah. like a month ago. And I was like, it's okay, but it's no in and out. Like, I, the comments that I got after that <laughs> were like, what? What are you talking about? Who are you? Like, uh, it's funny. Chick-fil-A is so weird. I like Chick-fil-A, but their fries, fries are a big factor for me. Mm-hmm. It's like they're good warm, but then once they get even slightly not warm, yeah, they're not good. Well, see, that's everybody's complaint about in and out is that people don't like in and outs fries. But... Mm-hmm. Their burgers are worth it. And plus, you just need to get the fries well done, and then, you know, mm-hmm. then you're I, good Like to I go. always say, fries before guys. Fries before guys for life. That is all I, like, that's how I live by. I like, fries before guys. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> I like bachelor parties and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Fries before, before guys and girls. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, just fries before everything. Mm-hmm. Man. What's the best fry? What are your favorite fries? Probably... 
probably like the one that's the most popular nowadays, McDonald's fries. Mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, there was this place right next to my grandparents' house called the Hot Dog Show. Okay. And it was like this like rundown, like old little place that uh, we could walk to from my grandparents' house in Los Angeles. And they had like the best really thick cut fries. Okay. But they were like so chewy and like, oh, crunchy. They're they're bomb. But that big- place hasn't been around for a while, so... See, I'm I'm kind of a connoisseur when it comes to French fries. Okay. So, like, I'm a big fan of like the thinner, yeah, thinner fries over thicker fries. Okay. But um, think. But then there's all those different types. Like, I can totally. get down with a good waffle fry. Yeah. If it's a good waffle fry, mm-hmm. that's the trick. Um, steak fries, I'll go last. Yeah. Because I feel like they're never like unless if they're done right, obviously totally. they're they're fine. But if they're not, it's like. Oh, yeah. You know how really good waffle fries is the George Jones Museum randomly. Okay. Like, I sing down there sometimes, and, um, of course, I get hungry while I'm singing, so yeah. I, I usually eat after. They have some pretty good waffle fries, and their burgers are pretty good mm-hmm. for downtown food. Oh, know? yeah. For, like, the overpriced. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a friend in town, Margaritaville. I think I saw you were playing there. Uh-huh. He yeah. wanted to go to Margaritaville, and so we went there. And then it was just like, okay, let's have fun. Mm-hmm. And like, like that was like the only place he wanted to go downtown. So oh, it's yeah. like, really, I guess he listens to a radio program. He's like, is this the stage where they do all this stuff? Like the little one, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just like, no, I think there's a bigger one somewhere. Totally. I mean, the great thing about Margaritaville, and I've gotten to play there a couple of times, is that you're right in the window. Mm-hmm. And so, and they usually keep the windows open. So yeah. you feel like, I mean, me personally, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fall out. <laughs> like, no, but mm-hmm. there's like a big metal bar, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest klutz ever. So that's, you know, oh, prob- part of my I problem. Like once a day. And that's like. Um, I can't even tell you two nights ago. This is the most, one of my most embarrassing stories in Nashville ever. I fell off the stage. I was singing at Honky Tonk with a band. <laughs> Like legitimately, like nothing to drink. Like I don't drink when I'm when I sing because I I just can't. And I completely fell off the stage. And that was right after they told um, the audience that hey, like our lovely, you know, singer Megan here, she's gonna come around and talk to you guys and see if you guys want to request songs <laughs> and stuff. So everybody in the bar was staring at me when I fell, slipped, like feet in the air, everything. Mm-hmm. So then when I went around to people after, they were like, whoa, were you the chick that just fell? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was that was me. That's I've heard, cool. I've heard so many stories. We might have to get on the YouTubes for a second. Oh, yeah. So um, let's see here. Uh, so there's like this video of Kelsey Grammer falling. I have to. Really? So I just want to, I'm going to make you just uh, rewatch all these people falling. I love it. I'll feel less embarrassed of myself, you know. I like how it's the first one after you type in Kelsey Grammer. It's the first <laughs> one's falling off stage. He's done Cheers. He has done uh, Frasier, and he's done so many other shows. But the first thing you find when you YouTube him falling off the stage. Wow! My gosh. All right, so we're getting it pulled up now. Apparently, this is a. <laughs> okay, so fall. Kelsey Grammer falls off stage, and here we go. So he's talking. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> At least he just, like, stays down there. That's, like, a weird setup stage, too, where it's, like, divided like that. Yeah, I would get confused. I'd be like, is this the stage? Is that not the stage? I know. I like how awkward it is because it's like a TED Talk before TED Talks were a TED Talk thing. Oh, my gosh. Now they're doing a slow motion. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, and so you know slow, Jack Antonoff, he does Bleachers, produced the net new Taylor uh-huh. Swift album. He was in the band Fun. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. so here's a video of him falling off the stage. <laughs> I love how you just have these like queued up, ready to go. I know everybody it's who's like ever a, it's fallen like a, off the stage. It's like a theme. Yeah. So here's this one. Here we go. They're going to sing a song, so we're going to have to devoice this. Playing from their first album, which was fantastic, that no one knows about. <laughs> How long is this? Uh-huh. I'll scoot forward a little bit. Yeah. Here we go. Wait a minute. Oh, here we go. So we're getting in now. <laughs> so that's Jack. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, at least he gets, like, right back up there, you know? I'm surprised. At some point, you just don't care about your guitar anymore. I know. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, I hope the guitar's okay. I know. That's uh, it's probably okay. Guitars really are indestructible. Yeah. Like people treat them like, okay, precious little baby, and then I'm just like, accidentally drop it. You okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's My like gosh. string break. People change. It's it's a thing. It's all good. Yeah. My guitar has very many dents in it, but I had an an old guitar that I used to sing up at City Walk with mm-hmm. and it happened to me twice. And I don't know if this guitar was just made like this and I forget what kind of guitar it was, but the neck broke <laughs> twice because up at City Walk in uh, Los Angeles, it's really windy up there because mm-hmm. you're on top of like a mountain kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so the wind would like blow by and twice, just bam on the like. I know that I probably should have had it like more secure, but mm-hmm. yeah. I know Gibsons, their me. headstocks break all the time. Fenders, is which I like to play, don't. <laughs> well, there but, you go. But I'm a guitar nerd, so I I could freak out about I could talk about guitars all yeah. day. I wish I was more of a guitar nerd. I need to like study up more on more on all that stuff. It was just uh, me in middle school not having any friends. So just go back to middle school and oh, yeah. st- don't have any friends. Hey, I, that was me too, but that's why I started writing songs. Yeah. And look at them now. <laughs> look at them now. Exactly. And I would say like you moved to a new town. So it's like my, where my parents live, where I went to middle school, it's like the small town, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, they think I live in Nashville now. So now I get like random friend requests all the time. I'm just Ooh, like, now you're cool. Oh. <laughs> You don't know how I live my life. That's so awesome. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm uh, not doing anything cool. <laughs> yeah, I had one of my old um, like middle school teachers follow me the other day. And I was like, yeah, like th- th- that stuff is awesome to me. And mm-hmm. you know. I had my old landlord follow me on Facebook. Really? Yeah, well, like we didn't really talk, you know. But <laughs> Yeah. I've never had like the most amazing relationship with my landlord, but I don't mm-hmm. think anybody really Yeah, you don't has. really. I feel like you kind of don't want to. Yeah. I'm just like, here's, the, here's rent money. Yeah. Please don't come into my apartment. <laughs> Please don't talk to me. Yeah. Please don't talk to me. Just want my security boss back. It's all good. <laughs> come in here and I will play. But yeah, there, I, I feel like it's our off back on track. Sorry, yes. So, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, I feel like there's like a good metaphor for like falling off the stage. Mm-hmm. There has to be because then you're on the ground and then you're just like, is someone going to get me back up or am I just going to stay there? Oh, yeah. How big was the drop compared to the Kelsey Grammer and... Um, it was probably close to the Kelsey Grammar mm-hmm. 
drop. <sighs> it's pretty. It was pretty tough because on one side of the stage they have steps mm-hmm. leading down. I was on the other side of the stage, yeah. <laughs> which they do not have steps. And the problem was the reason why I fell. It was that there was bottles and like ice oh. on the floor. If you ever been to Honky Tonk Central, there's uh-huh. you know it's it's a really fun es- establishment. Mm-hmm. Everybody always has a good time. Um, drinks end up on the floor somehow. Yeah, it's, it's, and, you know, singers like me end up falling on those <laughs> drinks. <laughs> yeah, Honky Tonk is fun. I went there once with a friend. I only go downtown when I have friends in town. Gotcha. Because, I mean, that's not my music. So I'm just like, hey, I get all right, it. let's listen to this song. <laughs> just yeah. like play this really off-topic song. But, uh, yeah, Honky Tonk was fun. The band was fun. It's when, like, the bands downtown take themselves too seriously mm-hmm. is, like, yeah. when it's, like... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> totally. I feel like the hardest thing to do downtown, when you're singing other people's songs that you've probably sang, you know, mm-hmm. over and over and over again, I think it's easy to forget that this is everybody else in the audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's their first time here. Maybe it's their first time mm-hmm. ever experiencing that song live. Yeah. Like, you know, there's people who come here from small towns and are on bachelorette parties. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is kind of your job to make their night. And if you think about it that way, Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun. When you're like, let's have fun and let's not like, we're not going to get a record deal tonight. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's always those nights where I feel like you ended up like meeting people that are like, mm -hmm. oh, we just had so much fun with you guys. And we're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that it was fun. Which like, yeah, I love playing with cover bands when I've occasionally when I do. Yeah. Because if you do it for like, okay, we're just going to have fun, drink some, drink some alcohol. And yeah, but you, you can't sing and drink too. I can't. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that, like, I feel like my throat ends up closing mm-hmm. up and I, mean, oh, I just I drink that, throat coat, so. thing. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, And then I do karaoke and then I lose my voice the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do drunk karaoke, but yeah, no, <laughs> like, that, when I'm that's actually like a, singing. I feel like I lose control of my upper range and mm-hmm. so... Then you're just like so drink so much, and then the yeah. bartender's like, "Hey, we'll give you a shot if you sing us another song." And you're just like, "Oh God, yeah. I need the alcohol." But <laughs> it's yeah. somehow your own like personal health is set aside for alcohol. Totally, yeah. I think that I mean, for me now that I'm I'm seeing a little bit more like on Broadway, those mm-hmm. shifts are four hours long, mm-hmm. so like alcohol dehydrates oh, yeah, would... you too. So it's it's one of those things yeah. where I'm like, ah, like you know, like I'd love to take a shot with you guys, but. I mean, I just mm-hmm. got to keep chugging the water, chugging the throat coat. Yeah. The throat coat's my best friend mm-hmm. down there. So, Dude, yeah. I mean, I need to get something like that. Mm-hmm. So, And then I, then I do stupid things like, okay, I'm going to play a show tonight. Uh, what should I do before the show? I'm like, okay, I should drink water. Mm-hmm. Obviously the best thing to do. Then what do I do? I'm like, oh, I'll have a couple beers. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, after the show, what do you got to do? You drink some water, <laughs> maybe a Gatorade. What do I do? And I drink and <laughs> like yeah. those are the worst. Then you're just like, why do why do I my voice hurt so much today? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I make the mistake of like screaming too loud. Oh, like, I do that too. I always do that. Even when I'm not singing, I'm like, I'm singing, like just not on the mic. If you know, if somebody mm-hmm. else is taking the lead, or I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. guys, come on, like yeah, like I'm the hype person. I have a problem where instead of asking like the engineer, the sound engineer, to be like, hey, could you turn my vocals up a little bit in the yeah. monitor? Instead of just trying to overcompensate for it and mm-hmm. then just sing louder. Oh yeah, I've definitely done that a time or two too. Oh yeah, it's it's the worst. Just. If you're a sound engineer listening to the show, uh, just overcompensate <laughs> the vocal mics. Yeah. Like, also, I feel <clears throat> bad sometimes too because it's like I know that they're they're trying to do the, like their job, but then you have like people listening to you doing sound check. And you don't want to keep going like check 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 check. check, check. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, everything sounds great. I trust you. You guys are awesome. You know, mm-hmm. which they are like all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh but, yeah, I feel like 
I learned sound guys here are so much different from like the ones in like Kansas City. Yeah. Because it's just like, hey, could you turn me up in the monitor? Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And then like the ones here are just like, okay. Can you hear yourself yeah. now better? I'm like, yep. Yeah. Uh, hold on. One, two, one, two. Yep, I can hear myself better. All right, yeah. cool. I'm just yeah, like, sure. it's not going to end your world to just turn it up a little bit. Yeah. Like you're obviously not. I think the more experienced ones, at least the ones here, mm-hmm. know that, hey, I'm not on stage. I'm back here. So I can't hear how the monitors work. Yeah. No, for sure. I think that like the sound guys and obviously the bartenders, the waiters, waitresses, and the security guards are probably mm-hmm. the most amazing people just because Mm -hmm. they listen to the same songs over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and like would obviously don't have any say in it or like ever complain to the band or anything and you know they just have to keep on doing their job and doing their thing and Mm -hmm. like i i mean i just appreciate them doing that i know it's hard so i feel sorry for the women bartenders who just get hit on like by like the super creepy dudes just like I would never hit on a bartender. I'm just, I'm just super woke. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just totally. I'm, just, I'm like, I would never. I'm like, uh, she's obviously not into you. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of a story where like that's actually turned out well. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I hit on this person at a bar, and yeah, you know. I was like, so fellas, let's not hit on bartenders anymore. Oh yeah, tip them really well. That's the exactly. Yeah. I had, um, sometimes I like go around with like a, t- a tip bucket or mm-hmm. things like that when I play with a band and I've heard some of the craziest things ever. Like here, like I'll give you a hundred dollar bill, but like you have to kiss me right now or oh, you geez. have to like go on a date with me or like things like that. And it's just, it's kind of, it's really demeaning and not to mm-hmm. like go on to that topic at no, all, okay. but like, I don't know. And you know, I think that sometimes the tip girls that are downtown and I, you know, I just, I just started it. It's a brand new thing for me, but it's a very demeaning job. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who ignore you or Mm -hmm. will just be like, you know, like, why, why are you asking me for money? Like you just asked me or like, and it's like things like that, that you don't remember every single person's Mm -hmm. face. You don't know every single person's thing and you try to be the nicest possible about it. But then it's also like, if you don't bring in enough money, it's like, that's almost your fault too. And then it's, It's just, it's a really hard balance. So mm-hmm. any tip runners out there, tip girls or guys, like I totally feel you. It's it's hard. <laughs> and if you guys ever witness somebody who's going around asking for tips too, just even if you don't want to tip them, just be polite. That's the only thing that just I could nice possibly say. Be nice to strangers. Say. Be nice to strangers. We're all, we're all, you know, just living the dream here. We're all human beans. Yes, we are. Beans from even Stevens. It's got really like deep. Oh no, it, it gets that. deep and then funny and then... <laughs> And all of a sudden, we go back to the Kardashians and oh, Kelsey please. Grammer falling off stage. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, but, uh, yeah, even Stevens, that show doesn't... That's like you forget that's where Shia LaBeouf got to start from. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a huge even Stevens fan. I was more mm-hmm. of a Lizzie McGuire person. I mean, we all are. For sure. But, I mean, that was a good show, too. Mm-hmm. I remember like the even Stevens movie when they were trapped on like some island. Yeah. But it was like a show and it was like a... Gosh. I mean, they picked the right family. Oh, yeah. Well, the funniest thing is, like, I saw that before I ever watched the movie The Truman Show. Okay. And I was like, oh, my gosh. They like, ripped that, off the they even basically <laughs> 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 Exactly. Exactly. No, it's funny. So I think they're more like, they're on the Even Stevens movie, they're more like modern day yes. reality show. And, like, I feel like it was, like, edited together and everything. Probably. It wasn't just like, this is 24 hours of this dude's life. Yeah, it's crazy. That show is like, 
I mean, that movie. I, mean, I keep saying that show. Cause it's the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. But that movie was like, yeah, messed with my brain a little bit. But mm-hmm. not as much as, um, do you watch Black Mirror? No. <gasps> oh, you need to watch Black Mirror. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I was a huge fan of The Twilight Zone mm-hmm. growing up. And my dad and I, like, used to watch all the type of shows like that. And when Black Mirror came out, it's basically like the modern day Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. But the episodes are a lot longer but they're all more like technology based. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of creepy because it's almost like this could almost happen in the next mm-hmm. hundred years. And it's really well written. You should definitely watch it. It's I awesome. think I did watch one episode uh, with my friend. I was in Kansas City with my friend mm-hmm. and I was editing audio or something like that. Yeah. Working. And he was watching it. And so I kind of got glimpses of it. It was like they put a chip thing in this mm-hmm. girl's head and yeah. the mom could just view everything she's doing from an iPad. Yeah. And then the last thing I remember, like she was getting ready to have sex with a guy and she was like, Ooh, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. It's trippy things like that. I mean, no spoiler alerts or anything, but yeah, it's, it's kind of begs the qu- question of, you know, how far would you go with technology and like, like that mother and daughter situation? Mm-hmm. She was just trying to keep her safe. And so she, the what the technology would do, it would just block out like her vision of anything that's like inappropriate or scary. Mm-hmm. So and then she like never really grew up. And then it became like, anyways, you got to watch it, but it, it's mm-hmm. really good. And yeah, the sex scene is very interesting. Okay. <laughs> It's like, well, I always fast forward through every sex scene I see. Oh, yeah. So, me too. Yeah. Me just, too. Was it Dwight Schrute? It's like, Game of Thrones has a lot of nudity, which I fast forward through to get to the severed heads. Oh, well, there you go. I was, I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan. I've never watched it. Yeah. Just, well, I don't know. I watched the first season, and people are like, you just need to like, get through the first season, and it's, it's really cool. I just, I like more, I don't want to say like realistic shows but like mm-hmm. more of like like thriller kind mm-hmm. of mind things that like oh this could a- maybe happen or, and like more serial killer stuff like Dexter and mm-hmm. like Criminal Minds and all that stuff it's mm-hmm. way more up my alley for sure I mean yeah totally. I watch funny shows so yeah and then keeping up with the Kardashians <laughs> always keeps me always keeps me pretty busy oh yeah <laughs> for sure I mean there's so many episodes and then there's Courtney mm-hmm. and Kim take Miami and New York and <laughs> Chloe's in there somewhere, you know, all then, of the above. Yeah, and then Bruce transforming into Caitlyn. I watched that whole arc. That was that yeah. was a trippy arc. I watched just a couple episodes <clears throat> into that. I really need to get back into. It. I think I just, you know, you you start watching it and then you're like, oh, but now I want to see the kids again. <laughs> like all mm-hmm. the all the like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what's her name? North. So oh, cute. North. Yeah. Like all the kids. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. North and then Saint and now. Chicago, Chicago, Chi, Chi. Oh, is that is what they call Chi? I don't know like, for sure. They say like Chi Town or oh, Chai Town. Chai Town. Okay, so it's probably going by Chai. That's cute. So yeah, it's a cool name. I See, like people name. say their names are dumb, but I think the dumb names are the ones that like weird spellings and then like yeah. make no sense or like you would never see that name ever. Yeah. Where it's like North. I mean, like it's kind of stupid because her last name's West, but at the same time, I think that makes it cool. If she was in kindergarten. It's like no one's going to misspell North. Mm-hmm. No one's going to like mispronounce it either. Totally. But but yeah, I don't know. I like it. I, mean, I don't know. Celebrities have some weird names for their kids. Mm-hmm. I think one's like pilot inspector or something like that. I'm not even joking. I don't know whose kid it is, but there is a pilot inspector. That's like their, that's their first name. I really hope their last name is like Jones or something like that. Probably. Pilot inspector Jones. Probably. That'd be awesome. So go like that, uh, 
Frank Ocean song, Pilot Jones. Have you ever listened to Frank Ocean? You know, I haven't listened to a ton of Frank Ocean, but I feel like I've heard it in the background. And I'm like, oh, what's this? This is all, all like we should so just vibey exchange and playlists stuff. So I, we can be like, hey, I would you love need that. to listen to this right now. <laughs> or burn CD. You still have CD players? Uh, I don't. I was so bummed that my uh, computer, I got a new computer, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have the disk drive anymore. Really? I'm like, what is this life? I like, know. And people how am don't I have them in their cars either. I know it's weird. I know. I had a, I had someone. I was like, "Hey, do you have a?" C-? I was like, just recommending music because that's all I talk about is yeah. music. And so I'm just like, oh, "I'll burn you a CD. Do you still have a CD player?" She's like, "No." I was like, "What?" No, <laughs> like, I know. Like my sad. vehicle still has a tape player in it because I'm old wow. school. I mean, that's cool. I, I mean, love I have, to listen I mean, to old tapes. And I still have tapes in my living room and uh, vinyls and CDs. And oh yeah, I used to be a huge like vinyl collector when I was back in LA before I had to move all my stuff out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I used to go to like flea markets every weekend mm-hmm. and try to pick up like really cool records. My, uh, my great grandparents were members of this like recording Academy society where mm-hmm. they got like commemorative vinyl oh. and it was like red. It's so cool. I have to send you a picture of it someday. Oh I still have gosh. it at my house back in LA. But yeah. After we get done recording, I'll show you my Collection. It's just in the living room. Can't wait. So, That's awesome. Not like that. What time? How much have we been recording? Okay, yeah. So we're going to take a break. All and right. then we're going to start talking about your music. We're going to listen to your new song, Can't 41. Wait. And so stay tuned, people, and don't touch that dial. Yeah. Just like a jail But everyone's smiling Hoping we might impress someone And there's old school And there's new rules And schmoozing and losing And acting the fool Cause we
new song, 41. Mm-hmm. So, Megan, let's talk deep about it. Yes. Um, let's talk deep about this song. What are your biggest fears? In- <laughs> just oh my out God. of nowhere. No. Yeah, I can but, tell you yeah, about um, that. <laughs> 41, I remember you told a story, I think, that one time we played together. Mm-hmm. But tell it again. You probably told this like a thousand times by now. No. I mean, this is actually one of the first times I've told it, so it's kind of okay. fun. Um, number 41 is about one of my very first nights in Nashville. I went to an open mic night, and it was one of those where you call in ahead of time, and mm-hmm. then you don't know your number until you show up to the venue. So I showed up and I was number 41, which means in Nashville terms that I did not sing until two in the morning. But honestly, it was just fun being there. And I had a pen and a piece of paper with me, like I usually do in my verse. And I just started writing down everything I saw and, you know, meeting people and started schmoozing. And (laughs) it was, it was my first experience of what Nashville's about. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing everybody basically live their own versions of the American mm-hmm. dream. And yeah, it was just a, it was a fun night. And the song came out of that. <laughs> Which I love like the sad parts of it. Cause that's what I look into. Yeah. Like, okay. How does this song sad? Cause that's how I dissect music. Totally. And so it's just like that sad moment. You're just like 2am and you're playing and like, no one's like listening to you. And like, the, oh, yeah. like you feel like you have something important to say, but then no one's listening to you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's <laughs> what a lot of people feel. And I think that was important for me to, you know, just hoping and praying your number one is one of the lyrics mm-hmm. and, you know, but sometimes you're number 41 and that's, what's always been hard for me in Nashville, not having family here mm-hmm. too, because you'll go to a gig, even like you get booked to this amazing place and you might have a friend or two show up, but then there's nobody else there for you. And mm-hmm. those are kind of like the downs that you feel sometimes yeah. being an artist here, but you know, you just got to keep hoping and praying and hopefully you'll get to wherever you're meant mm-hmm. to be someday. But yeah. But yeah. So do your parents go to a lot of your shows in LA? Yeah, they used to. Um, I was singing at City Walk. Like mm-hmm. I started right out of like high school and I was mm-hmm. um, doing that to, to pay my way through college a little bit. But there are some creepers up there. So it was usually either my mom and or dad with me. And <laughs> it was cool. Like they were like, they would sell CDs and stuff. So that was a big change for me. Oh, that's here. Smart. Why would I never think videos. to? I never invited my parents to my own shows for some really? reason. I was just like, well, my own stuff. It's like at bars and stuff like that. And yeah. like they don't drink like I do. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, they're going to be really uncomfortable. And so when it's like more safe shows, like I played once at this like, ice cream place and I was just doing like covers and whatever yeah. so like come to this this is this will be fun and then they went and they're just like I didn't know you knew that many songs it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah me neither oh yeah no my parents are always super supportive I mean I'm sure my siblings didn't like being dragged along to oh, every yeah. single show of it's mine like baseball but... games it's like this oh, isn't yeah. even good <laughs> exactly I mean I'm sure they thought that too mm-hmm. no but my brother he has an amazing voice so mm-hmm. I would like have to convince him very thoroughly to come up and sing a song with me and when he did the crowd was just like oh my gosh yeah speaking of siblings my brother is one he used to play piano uh-huh. like in piano as he'd learn one song every six months and so gotcha. like he wanted to get he wanted to get one na- back into it again uh-huh. so he's looking at a piano and so he sent me this link and he's just like um, hey, is this piano any good? And so he sent me the link. And so I look at the link. Okay, I'm like, let me just look at it. I'm like, wait till I get. I'm like, wait till I get home. I'm gonna look at look at this in more detail. Mm-hmm. And so like a couple, eight, like eight hours pass by. I'm just like, and it's like piano, like uh, the stand. It was like a hundred fifty dollar piano stand. It was one of those mm-hmm. like. It wasn't like one of the one I have. It was like uh-huh. you could like easily put it in your car. It's one of those kind of pianos that's like. 
very electric pianos that are like very, I don't know how to describe it. Fancy. Fancy, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, I would look at that link a little more closely to see why it's so cheap. And then mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, and like piano legs. Okay. There you I go. I understand. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh my gosh. I've read so many internet things about like people who thought they were getting one thing and ended up getting something else. Like this girl bought this um, like glass chair and it ended <laughs> up being like, like a, right? You saw that. Yes. I've seen people like send guitars in the mail yeah. and they'll do it like in these box like this big with like a couple like paper oh my and like gosh. not even in a case or anything. It's like, <laughs> and, like it's damaged on arrival. I'm like, of course it's damaged. Yeah. I mean... I'm all about like, shopping on Amazon, but sometimes you just need to like go and see that in person mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, it was like guitars are super weird. I bought I like it's hard for me to buy a guitar online. Yeah, let's do like musicians friend. That's like the best place mm. or Sweetwater. Hmm. I haven't been to either of them since I've been here. I've just been, online like, online places. Oh, okay. I'm like I didn't know if they were actual places. Oh, Sweetwater is like this music. They sell music equipment and stuff like that. Cool. My friend Hannah. I went to school with her. She worked there for a couple months, and then she was my rep. And so she, like, hooked me up with the orange thing in my rack. Love it. So just keep looking at my rack. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love – sorry. I've been, like – But uh, it's, like, the best (laughs) joke. I've been, like – well, when I first got, like, this uh, case, it Uh was, like – there was, like, just these two things in it. Okay. And so it was just, like, blank, so I had to get, like, new panels and more things. I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel like my rack is very filled out. And wow. So just really bad jokes. That well, it looks very professional. I know. So there you go. That's the trick. So I love it. It's okay. I'm, like, notorious for dad jokes whenever I'm performing mm-hmm. live. Like, there's this – I usually do, like, Downtown by Lady Antebellum sometimes okay. as a cover song. And – Usually I play downtown. So I'm like, so since you guys are already downtown, and then I play it. It's really <laughs> stupid. Or I do like um, another lady into You look good. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are looking so good in the audience right now. One, play it, you know. <laughs> Hit really it, sad. boys. <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> I get a, I like a crack out of it, but, you know. And like no one else is like, uh-huh. Yeah, nobody gets so it. So you know you nailed a dad joke is when it's just like, like, no one gets it, or mm-hmm. it's, um, like, people are like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, there's there's the one joke. You know what Up Dog is? Mm-mm. So, you, so you don't know what Up Dog is? I don't know what Up Dog is. Dang it. You messed up the joke. I did? Yeah. Sorry. So, it's supposed to be, it's like, like, you go to somewhere, and you're like, does it smell like Up Dog in here? And what would you say to that? What's Up Dog? And I'll be like, not much. How are you? Gotcha. So, yeah. I got, like, gotcha. four people. <laughs> On Thursday with that. Really? Four people. That oh I'm like, gosh. how have you guys not watched real, t- like, know this? See, I'm very, like I said, I'm natural blonde. So I feel mm-hmm. like those jokes, like, kind of go way over my head mm-hmm. sometimes. People will say, but and they'll, like, wait for me. And then, like, five minutes mm-hmm. later, like, oh, <laughs> I know what you're saying now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad blonde moments. Oh, always. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do that, too. That I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it'll always be like, it won't be like in the moment. It'll be when I'm trying to fall asleep. And you're mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh, I just got it. Yeah. No, like for sure. Most, most, uh, most of my life. But back to your music. Yes. So, <laughs> so you, you just released a single. I think yes. we're releasing this in June, like, uh-huh. 
June something after June first. So I know it's Perfect. after you released it. Yes. So June my single 6th. is out everywhere. Or no, June thirteenth. June thirteenth. June thirteenth. Wonderful so, day. So it's a good, it's a good day for a podcast to air. Yes, for sure. You guys all <coughs> listen to number forty one. It's on all the platforms. Well, it mm-hmm. should be right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a fun song. I was lucky enough to have a lot of creative control in this. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the first song where I got to be in the studio the whole entire time it got recorded. Mm-hmm. And it was my idea to put harmonica on it, which mm-hmm. I was kind of worried about because I had never had harmonica on any of my songs before mm-hmm. or like not a lot of artists that I like love or like, you know, like besides um, ZZ Ward, which was actually the influence of the song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her song Cannonball hugely influenced uh, the production of number 41. So it was kind of a cool creative experience for me as well. So you got that executive producer. on Oh yeah. No, no, for sure. Not. I mean, I, it was just fun being there and, you know, obviously I, the producers put their opinion on it too, but mm-hmm. at the last like mix and mm-hmm. stuff, I got to be like, turn up the harmonica, turn down this. Hey, let's turn, turn up that. the harmonica on this. Oh, always turn up the harmonica for sure. You got to do like, let's turn it up the harmonica like two dBs. And then oh, yeah. Got to say like funny terms like that, then you're like professional. Oh, totally. Yeah. Do you have a lot of audio experience at all or just none, none. Okay. whatsoever besides just like sitting in the studio? <laughs> Recording, which is pretty easy, as yeah. long as you don't mess things up and people aren't annoyed with you. Totally. I mean, honestly, I have so much respect for sound engineers because, mm-hmm. like, and the the guy who worked on Number Forty One and some of my other songs too, Elliot, he just does everything so fast, and I'm like, what are you typing in? What are your fingers doing? Like, what is going on? And he's like, okay, let's do it again. I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, <laughs> oh, these Pro Tool guys, yeah, oh, yeah. He did like ten things in one and just made that sound like it was a filtered through the next room and I don't even know how that works but it's kind of fun I know how it works but I'm not going to get into it I mean I'm not going to bore you I, I don't know? think it's boring I think it's just fascinating it's just something that I've never really gotten into I'm just way more of like a live music person yeah. and I've always focused on the stage and all that like mm-hmm. I, I'm getting more into recording it's always yeah. been a little bit more of a challenge for me yeah. just because I love feeding off of the audience and mm-hmm. You know, doing things that are different on every single performance, and you don't really do that in the studio. You're just in a little box mm-hmm. and yeah, chilling it's, out. it's super sad, and that's what you kind of like about it. It's just mm-hmm. like this this sad moment of trying to make something for someone else and hoping they like it. It's like on um, do you, I'm gonna bring this up because this is my, like one of my favorite movies, Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, when Napoleon draws that. Have you seen it? I've seen it so long ago. I only saw it like once or twice. So. Okay, because I. I watch it every August, so I'm going to need okay. to have, like, a party to get, like, a bunch of people over. Yes, we should have a Napoleon Diamond-themed party. Just, yeah, I have my—and Napoleon's my uh, Halloween costume. Love it. It's just my Halloween costume. Always. And every then, single year? Yeah, every single— That's amazing. So, um, but, yeah, he draws this picture for Trish, mm-hmm. and then—and it's ugly. <laughs> and then, and it, it, we were just honest, and he's like— and then, like, he writes on the back, there's more of this if you go to the dance with me. And then, like, he turns, she turns it over and it's ugly and she hates it. And then, like, she pities liking it, like, because her mom makes her and, like, she has to go to the dance with him. And so it's, like, this whole, like, that's what it feels like being in the studio sometimes. And, yeah. Like, you work really hard on a song and then people don't like it. Yeah. I mean, that's always, like, a fear for sure. I love sure. how, like, emotional <laughs> you got into that. Like, it's a stupid movie. 
<laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't know. I I feel like you can take away from movies anything mm-hmm. that you want to take away from movies. But, yeah, it's, but. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite. It was really funny. Um, off-topic story. Uh, when I was in school for music, mm-hmm. uh, music production, uh, we had to do a movie film audio class. Okay. And so, like, we had to pick out, like, a scene from a movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had to redub all the audio for it. Cool. And so... What I did, so I everyone's doing like action movies. Uh-huh. Well, there's like a thousand gunshots and swords and whatever, you know. Yeah. So that's like a thousand sounds you have to do, which yeah. would take forever. I decided to do the most bland, boring movie of all time, which Napoleon one? Dynamite. Oh, <laughs> it shocker. And so it was just like, it was super, I did like, was it, I did one day, I recorded everything. Even like people doing dialogue. Uh-huh. And then one day mixing everything in this, in like another studio. Mm-hmm. And like, it was good. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I just recently watched the the Royal Wedding. Somebody mm-hmm. did the overdubbing of all those. <laughs> and it was so funny. And I was like, the, this the, is the amazing. Bad lip reading. Yeah, bad lip reading. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. It's one of those things. It's like, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. And then you end up watching it. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so funny. Oh, I get roped into all of those videos. Like, And the worst part is, especially, I think it's Facebook that does it. Mm-hmm. Or Instagram. One of yeah. those. And they just keep pulling them up. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a really cute video of a dog and then it's like a really funny thing and then it's like like you know celebrities and their stunt doubles and you're just like oh my god I can't I can't not watch this so I love I, I've decided like I love Facebook I've just decided it yeah and not for the reasons everyone else does like not for the political stuff uh-huh. I love it for like the lame people I'm like friends <laughs> with that like I knew back in, when I lived in Kansas or Missouri mm-hmm. and they don't post like negative things they post like these dorky things like it's like crafts and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. there's like a cringiness to it that I really like. Totally. It's yeah. just like. I love all the friendiversary things oh. <laughs> and like pulling up the pictures that you're like never wanting to see again, but it's so good. And it's so like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been on Facebook for this long and sending them to people. I think it's really oh, funny. Oh, it was really funny. Speaking of that, yeah. now I'm just talking off a limb, but uh, uh, me and my music, my big music professor mm-hmm. at uh, my school, we became friends like our sophomore year because that's what we did yeah and like we became friends on facebook on valentine's day wow. and so then <laughs> my senior year rolled around and we were in like all our senior projects and everything and so we saw him like two three times a week and then just like have <laughs> like the friend anniversary video came up i'm like this is the most adorable thing ever yes <laughs> on valentine's so much day love. and then it's just like and i, I can't remember what he, he posted something really snarky on it. it was really funny i love it well and, i have a love-hate relationship with valentine's day my mm-hmm. birthday's on valentine's day oh my gosh valentine's day is my half birthday oh my gosh we, we share twins? the half birthdays oh my gosh that's yeah, crazy wait, you, you're 93 too right yeah so you're like legit six months older wow than me. i mean don't tell people that oh my gosh i'm kidding no, well, I'm well i look I really care. young oh i do and you do too so it's like <laughs> no one's gonna really care nobody do the math it's fine mm-hmm. you know it's all good it's funny. We're, yes. we're at okay ages. I think we are too. So. But yes, love-hate relationship with Valentine's Day because I don't know. It's like I've always I've always loved just like like the hearts and like the candy. Like mm-hmm. I, everything about about like the aspect of the holiday and like love, it's very me and I love that. Mm-hmm. And even when I was younger, I used to think that the stores were decorating for my birthday. Not, uh, I was a very uh, confident kid. Not so much anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> middle school really threw a wrench into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought all the stores were decorating for my birthday and that it was Valentine's Day because it was my birthday, not mm-hmm. the other way around. Yeah. 
but then, you know, you grow up and then you start dating people and like gotta, I don't want to throw any ex-boyfriends like under the bus, but it's very easy to get your girlfriend one gift because it's Valentine's oh, Day. So you you have, like, have to have double standards. I don't have a double. And I really could care less as like long as like the efforts It made. sounds like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you don't have to get me anything. And then... <laughs> I mean, I could tell you stories about like guys not doing anything. And you're just like, okay, it's cool. It's birthday, Valentine's Day, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, the, but the worst part about it is, is that you can't even go to like your favorite restaurant on your birthday because everything is so overpriced and they have like the three five course meal that's already you know you can't even just get what you want and it's my birthday (laughs) i know i hate to sound like one of those girls it's my birthday birthday. i know i usually just end up celebrating my birthday like the day before the day after plus like my parents have never had a valentine's day either because they always you know spend the birthday with me (laughs) with it like 25 years ago they ruined that oh yeah i was like threw it out the window was it really funny? Someone pointed out to me, it's like like nine months after, or the nine months before your birthday is like the month your parents conceived you in, if you think about that. I don't want to think about that <laughs> so stuff. That was really, it's really funny because it's like, and then I'm like, I don't know why I did the math for all my friends. It's just like, mm-hmm. ah, because my, my niece, she, she was born in uh, December. And uh-huh. so I was just like, ah, St. Patrick's Day, baby. I see. <laughs> <laughs> What were you guys doing on St. Patrick's Day? I know. Was it, I'm, for some reason, I thought of my, I'm a Christmas baby, so. Oh, like it. That's awesome. The gift that keeps on giving. For sure. Not to my parents, but. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably talk about you some more. Oh, gosh. Or your ex-boyfriends, whichever no, topic you want to go. No, it's okay. I'm not going to go T-Swift, you know. We, we're not, we don't have to do names. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, you just moved here from L.A. Yes, I and did. so I always like wonder, like you, you're born and raised? Mm-hmm, born and raised. John, John Mayer? Sorry? Sorry, I'm <laughs> like... What? A dumb, I'm, I was making like a dumb reference. Oh, born and raised, John Mayer album. Oh, yeah, Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I wish we could have like faces on this podcast. You're just like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah cringe. Totally. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah. So yes, it's really fun. Like, when did you start doing uh, music? So my mom will tell you that I was the annoying kid who was singing before I actually like knew the words to mm-hmm. the song. So she always says that the theme song to Barney was like my first rock rock and hit. Um, but I just, music was always in my life. My mom wanted to be a singer when she was younger, so she kind of passed that on to me Mm -hmm. and um, my younger siblings. And it was always doing karaoke in our house. And we had, um, I was growing up, we didn't have living room furniture for the longest time, which is the most amazing thing ever because that became our stage. And my dad Mm -hmm. would just take out the video camera and just film us doing little acts and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, it was, that's just how I grew up. And, And it was just fun to, you know, be be yourself, but be like the best version of yourself and be wild. And then, you know, middle school, puberty came around and it just, like I said, threw a wrench in a lot of like self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you start having friend drama and girl mm-hmm. drama, which, you know, so I turned to songwriting just as more of an outlet mm-hmm. for that. And then, yeah, here I am. Years and years later. Years later. Um, and I'm always wondering, like, when people are like, in LA, I'm like, well, you guys have our music scene. So why'd you choose the Nashville? Um, I think that at least what I found in Los Angeles, there wasn't a ton of opportunities to play live. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
with country music what it is, and I consider myself a California country artist, mm-hmm. um, there's just there's a lot of opportunities for like focusing more on the song versus, you know, trying to be the next Ariana Grande, which mm-hmm. I never was gonna be like, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just not not who I am. I think plus I like I was born and raised in LA and I've never lived anywhere else my whole life. It's where I mm-hmm. went to college, it's where I went to school, and I just got to a point in my life where I needed to do something that pushed me out of my comfort zone totally. Mm-hmm. And Nashville was was that. That's that's cool. I was just like, I'm curious on everyone's opinion when they like lived in LA. Yeah. They move here. So. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll eventually be back in LA. I miss mm-hmm. my family and there's a lot of aspects of Los Angeles that, mm-hmm. that I miss, but Nashville's great for right now. I know, um, was it, uh, St. Vincent wrote a song called Los Ageless, hmm. which has no nothing to do with anything you just said. Like, oh, like, you mean <clears throat> I don't know plastic, why I just thought the plastic of that. surgery, like, that's all there? <laughs> like, yeah, California has a lot of that, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, you have to be like, I was thinking, because when I decided to move here, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to, because I'm obviously not going to live in Kansas City because I can't be playing, like, cover bands or whatever, like, mm-hmm. like my whole life. And so it's like, Okay, um, so I, New York, Nashville, L.A., uh-huh. and I'm just like, L.A., I don't think I'm pretty enough. What? <laughs> pretty enough for L.A. It's crazy. I feel like L.A. gets a bad rap in, like, in that certain regard, but mm-hmm. there's so many different parts of L.A., you mm-hmm. know? There's, like, the beach cities. There's, like, Hollywood. There's, you know, Orange County, San Diego. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. different parts of it, and you find your own niche for sure mm-hmm. like i know i don't think i'm pretty enough to be in la either so that's okay i think you look fine oh i think you're you're very handsome as well so. oh my gosh is this is this happening people <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know what accent just came out right there but you know like <laughs> that's perfect i always feel weird taking compliments so then i feel like when i like talk like tell people compliments it's like i usually tell it in like a weird accent mm-hmm. or say it weirdly or something. <laughs> i don't know why i do that it's the weirdest thing but thank you. I always like a, a pretty compliment towards me. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. We're all pretty in this in this household right now at this very moment. Hey, all your all you listeners, you're you're very beautiful too. That's yeah. why we're doing the podcast. You're you strong know? and independent women who don't need no man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But also yeah. another topic. You you went to college. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did. cool. What did you study when you were in college? Um, I was an English major, nice. <laughs> which is kind of random. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to be a music major, and I did my first theory class my first semester freshman year, and I failed it completely. Ugh. Like I, I self taught myself. I self taught. I was, but I don't even know how you say that. But uh, I taught myself piano and guitar. It's just by ear, mm-hmm. and I never really learned the music theory behind it. So then you put that in like a college setting. And yeah, I failed basically. Dude, theory's <laughs> hard. I feel like they're well in music because I have a music degree. Yeah. So I can like oh, talk so about he he knows all this stuff. So I can talk about a graduate's perspective. You're either good at aural training or mm-hmm. music theory. You're yeah. it's one of the two. Like me and all my friends, like we both like I have a friend, like he was really good at theory, like he'd skip class and mm-hmm. like still do get better grades than me. And then at oral training, like oral training one, I had a hundred and six percent in the class. Oh, like halfway through pet. the semester, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then I just and then I just stopped trying until this is oral training one. So I stopped trying until oral training three. 
Wow. <laughs> because I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty much, the, the teachers already know I'm ahead of everyone. Oh, I, don't, yeah, I, just, I can do this. It's like we did like, we have to do like sight reading tests and then I just yeah. like completely failed it. And my teacher's like very disappointed in me. <laughs> That's even the worst. It's oh, not sorry. even like a bad gray. It's just like, I'm so disappointed. Uh, when my parents tell me that, I'm like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> it's like the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was just so, it was so funny because it was just, I was like, your teachers just tell you like you failed. And it was for, like one of my, like, I would say my four teachers, like he mm-hmm. really like pushed me in college. Yeah. <laughs> tells you they're, they're just funny. You. And I, I, I did deserve it. I didn't really, I didn't really try. I was like, all right, yeah. let's, let's do this. See, I learned the secret to getting good grades in college was going to office hours and just like the one-on-one time with the yeah. teacher. Like my, I, there's this one class, it was like a Shakespeare something class. And the only reason why I was an English major was because I can BS things pretty well. Mm-hmm. And especially essays, like I, once you got that formula, you just keep writing, make it sound smart, make it sound good. I could do that all mm-hmm. day. But I was in the Shakespeare class and I did not understand a word of it. I was mm-hmm. so confused. So whatever. And I went to the teacher's office hours and I would go every single week. And there's no way that I could have ended up with a B in that class because every single like final test I got back was awful. And somehow I ended up with a B and I think it was just mm-hmm. because I got that FaceTime and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she's like, yeah, you suck, but at least you tried. <laughs> Which school did you go to? I went to uh, Loyola Marymount University. Okay. Never heard of it, but it's yeah. not a bad thing. It's like a Jesuit uh, college. It's it's pretty big though. It, um, it's right in the heart of like Santa Monica, Playa Vista area. Mm-hmm. So we were a 10 minute bike ride to the beach, which that was sounds awesome. kind of amazing. Yeah, for sure. It was hard to, you know, study, though, when you have the beach so yeah. close. <laughs> I mean, my, the town I went to school in was, like, super small, so it's like, oh, yeah, you have plenty of room time to study. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I mean, between that and, like, Greek life and... Mm-hmm. Oh, that I feel like that would just, like, fill up all your time. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. My junior year, I was living in a house with, I think there was eight other girls or mm-hmm. seven other girls. I don't, I don't even remember, but it... It was so interesting just how much that was like a job too. And it's, you know, going mm-hmm. to all the mixers and mm-hmm. going to chapter and doing yeah. your community service hours. And, you know, it was it was a great experience. I'm really glad that I did it because I definitely had that full-on college experience mm-hmm. of being in a sorority and like dating a fraternity guy. And he was also <laughs> on the lower costume, you know. But That's like the typical. like Oh, yeah. Tall, handsome. Uh yeah yeah totally <laughs> no he was not he was. as handsome oh as me obviously oh clearly obviously yeah no but yeah that went, ended great <laughs> <laughs> that's all good I mean you're here now exactly you're in my present <laughs> exactly so that is all that matters I wish people could like see our faces like as we're talking <laughs> I know I'm like crying like laughing right now mm-hmm. that's great. that's my goal with the podcast I just did an interview it was I liked the interview a lot I was very mo- he wasn't a really funny guy so yeah. it was like a lot more serious very talk deep. but uh that was last week's episode but this one I, I always like to cut back I made a few jokes at the beginning of it I'm like okay this is not gonna be a funny conversation dude's really cool though i really yeah. like him a lot i think i'm playing some shows with him well that's cool i know i think i'm playing piano with him so that's what i love about nashville it's like you never know who you're gonna meet at some random things and that's why i always keep like some business cards in, mm-hmm. in my purse and just every single time i see somebody perform i'm like mm-hmm. you're that i like obviously there i'm like you're amazing here's my card like let's collab let's hang out mm-hmm. sometime because nashville's crazy cool mm-hmm. people in it mm-hmm 
Totally. Yeah, I know. And you just got to text them back. I know. I know. I it's okay. Know. I like, I learned I, I just like, I'm just going to like live my life as a double texter. That's smart. So I'm just going to do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to be ashamed of it anymore. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. I'm, I'm ashamed of sucking at texting. I'm mm-hmm. just very sorry. Just I'm gonna, sorry to all the people out there that I never text back. I do mean well. Jimmy from two years ago. She, she is yeah. sorry. But yeah. yeah, you graduated because I think you were the school grade above me. Okay, probably. So were you class of eleven? Yeah, uh, high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like yeah, high school. I was class of 2012. Oh. So yeah. Gotcha. You're like my senior like advisor. Oh, I wasn't that cool. I've always never been into school, which is yeah. Like I didn't like school so much bad. My in high school, I oh, I went to an all girls Catholic mm-hmm. school, and my Spanish teacher would constantly catch me writing songs during class and would get so mad at me. And, like, she tried to fail me a bunch of times, so. Well, she couldn't read it because she was Span- it wasn't in Spanish. It's true. That's the smart thing to do. That would have been so smart, like, to actually write in Spanish. And then she'll be like, oh, good job. You're working on your homework or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I was notorious for doing homework during other classes and getting caught oh. for it. <laughs> um. You know, just you know, using the most of your time, I guess. I was I was just way too good of a kid to ever do anything. Really? <laughs> I think my parents like once my brother moved out, yeah. and then like it was me. It was just me living mm-hmm. with them. They're just like, all right, your curfew's twelve. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was definitely like a good like kid on those standards. It was mm-hmm. just like the schoolwork I wasn't yeah. good at. But I have like a weird authority anxiety situation. Mm-hmm. Like anytime that I feel like I've disappointed like somebody who's, mm-hmm. you know, my superior or, you know, like, oh, cops. <laughs> my gosh, I got pulled over. This is a funny story. My friend uh, Amy wa- wanted to shoot like a carpool karaoke video. <laughs> And so she needed somebody to drive because she was singing and I was going to sing backup vocals and there was a guy who was playing guitar in the back. Um, So we drove around my neighborhood here in Nashville and it was like during the day and Mm -hmm. we just kept driving around the same thing because then I could focus on like singing and, you know, it was just like a side street. Mm -hmm. We're going not even like 10 miles an hour. And a cop ended up coming and pulling us over and like was... (laughs) super sketchy about it. Well, first of all, Amy's car has tinted windows on it. So like somebody had called the cops, one of the neighbors had called the cops and been like, like these, this like random car keeps circling the neighborhood. Like we don't know if they're trying to case places Mm -hmm. to like rob them. So the cop comes out like with guns drawn and everything. And I just like start sobbing and he's like, get out of the car. And I'm like, yes, officer. Oh my gosh. And then he, (laughs) then he's like, what are you doing? And, and I was like, well, have you ever heard of, uh, James Corden's carpool karaoke and he was like no and I'm like okay I'm sorry <laughs> like, it's a YouTube show I can show you what we're recording you know it was oh my god but yeah just, well get out of the car with a guitar or whatever just oh like. yeah it was scary one of the scarier moments of my life which is sad but it's just like that anxiety of oh that like would freak doing me something out something wrong oh, someone pointing a I gun at you even. obviously freaks you out uh, well yeah I think it was just more of like I felt like I was doing something I shouldn't be doing, but mm-hmm. there's nothing illegal about doing carpool karaoke. Nope. So there you go. That's what I found out. <laughs> just don't circle the block and pieces. Well, I mean, the <laughs> neighbors were worried, and I, mm-hmm. I mean, they have every right to be. I'm, I'm glad that they called the cops. You know, what if we were the people who were casing the joint? But mm-hmm. it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Zodiac Killer, probably. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, that's such a good movie. With Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., Zodiac. 
Oh, okay. I was thinking of Ted Cruz. Oh. The Zodiac Killer? Yeah. Ted Cruz? Well, it's about the Zodiac Killer. Okay. The movie. Oh, it's about about the Zodiac Killer. About the dude. So it's about Ted Cruz. Yes. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. So let me see here. What are we on time? Uh, okay. I think we're good on time unless we – I usually awesome. like to ask a good drinking story. Do you have any of those? Drinking story. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty boring. With, actually, <laughs> I have an embarrassing situation where my friend was really drunk and I was driving. That's kind okay, of like we, a drinking story. Okay, we can tell that. I don't really have that many drinking stories. I'm like, I'm not that fun. Um, I – me and my friend Maddie – went and saw three different shows in Nashville and she was having fun taking a bunch of shots or whatever. And she really wanted McDonald's mm-hmm. clearly That's like, what you do. like most people, drunk people do. It was two in the morning and we're in the drive through and my car battery just kicks out and like Ooh. won't even turn on, won't move like whatever, like in the middle of the drive through. So now we can't like pull over or pull out of the drive through. So I had to have the guy behind me. It was very nice both the people in front of me and behind me had to like slowly inch their cars forward. And like I had to, then they helped push my car mm-hmm. out of the driveway. And then long story short, Maddie was very disappointed because we didn't end up getting McDonald's because they would not serve us through like the drive through window and the mm-hmm. actual restaurant was closed. So yeah, yeah she oh, got mad at me. Poor but, Maddie. You know, I bought one of those batteries just so I don't have to talk to anyone if my car doesn't start. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, not even, like, because, like, it's just a good idea just in case of emergency. Oh, totally. Just like, in case there's no one around. Nope, I just don't want to talk to people. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I like, I mean, you never know how good of Samaritan people are until, like, they, until you get stopped in, mm-hmm. in a McDonald's drive-thru and they help push your car out. <laughs> and also, if someone's car won't start, I, I, I help them. Yeah. And I don't have to move my car, so it's like. Well, there you go. That's the, that's what I like to tell people when I'm trying to impress them. Gotcha. For some reason, I'm not trying to impress you right now. Oh, no, you don't have to impress me, ever. It's okay. I feel like people get that vibe with me. It's like, no, we're, we're cool. It's like, like no need well, to impress people. Look at me, people. I got this, I got, I got the iPhone 5. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty bad. You're retro, man. Yeah, I'm like weirdly. I love it. It's. I think it's a Kansas thing where it's like Kansas. You got all these like little small towns. Uh-huh. Super great. You meet a lot of great people, yeah. but it's like super stuck in time, like the 70s and the 80s. Gotcha. I think that's just like encapsulated, encapsulated who I am as a person. That's cool. So. Hey, that's like a thing. You know, you have to have your, your like look mm-hmm. persona, I guess. I'm just a dorky person. I feel like Dude, that's my persona. Being dorky is fun. It's fine for sure. Blondes have more fun. If that's anything, blondes have more fun. We should name the episode "Blondes Have More Fun." I love it. So, okay, so we are. Yep, we are. We need to wrap up. So, well, thank you so much for having me. No problem. You're welcome anytime. Uh, Love it. All the friends are welcome on the show anytime. (laughs) Love it. I'll probably, probably ask you to come on again. <laughs> Next time I see you release anything. Perfect. Like, I mean, mm. hey, we can talk about more random stuff. Mm-hmm. I love talking Car- about random stuff. Like Kardashians. We'd be like, let's keep up with what's they're doing. I know. I'm going to need to do a marathon next time before mm-hmm. we actually talk about them. So yeah. I know what's going on. Totally. <laughs> to- to- totally. Okay. Where can we check out all your stuff? Um, you can find me on um, Instagram's Megan Ariel. Ariel spelled like the font, not like the mermaid. Uh, <laughs> my website's MeganArielMusic.com. And yeah, you can find me basically just look up Megan Ariel. Are you on Pornhub? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I love I love some people's reactions to that. I mean, <laughs> like uh, uh yeah, Pornhub no. just like, yeah, slash millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, some people are like, no, absolutely not. And then you're just like, yeah. yeah. You kept me in the next compilation. <laughs> 
I know that that would have been more witty. I should have thought of that yeah, before. But I like to like I like to assume no one listens to the show before they come in just gotcha. to be smart. And so it's like a if you ever watched the Eric Andre show? It's mm-hmm. a really stupid show. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but he just does like these really crazy random things. Like someone cool. will pop out of his desk. It's like super weird. Oh my gosh. And then people won't like watch the show before they bring their like their agents will watch the show before they bring them on. I love it. And people will like, get mad and walk out. Wow. So. Yeah, that's ending on a high <laughs> note here, Eric Andre. So, uh, thank, so thank you all so much for listening. Check out more of me at samjugglemusic.com and more podcasts like this one at shwaymedia.com. And like always, stay awesome. Casting.